What did the drummer call his twin daughter? What did the drummer call his twin daughters? Anna one, Anna two, Anna one, two, three, four. Behind the Veil, Uptown is on the air. Today we'll hear from Marissa, Dr. Batch, listen to some music and poetry, and so much more. So tune in and turn it up. You know, a lot happened at Tour de Veil 2022. There was Dan Tripoli. Two extremes both mean in which we stare and show we don't care, or we look away to keep them at bay. A man holding a cardboard sign, a child in a wheelchair with a canine. Do we glare at them like they're a shrine, or ignore them and say they're not mine? You see, there's a medium between these two extremes, which they just want to say it's good to be seen. And of course, the renovators. We had a, we had a request, but we're going to keep playing anyway. And they did. See you next year. Is August the hottest month? At Vale Place, there's no month hotter. Lend me your ear and I'll tell you a steamy tale of Pictionary and of mindful art. Of Vale Tales and mini golf, bountiful board games and thrifty thrift stores. You can expand your worldview with trips to the Walker Sculpture Garden or to the MIA or both. And if you want music, there's a banging piano recital and the ubiquitous Vale Place drum circle to take part in. And on the weekends, you can break bread with the lunch bunch and other meetings, then spend the night laughing with riff tracks. So, is it the hottest? Maybe not by the thermometer, but by our accounts, it couldn't burn brighter. Today, I'm with Theo, an intern at Vale Place Uptown. Theo, what is your favorite part about Vale Place? Um, I think my favorite part about Vail Place is definitely the community, um, because obviously, you know, there's staff here set up to help things run smoothly, but the community is really set up to support itself, and I think that's really interesting to see, and, and honestly very rare to see in a community support system. Like, uh, the members really are what make this thing go, and I really think it's an amazing thing to see, especially coming in as a new intern, you know, you don't really know how this is going to work, and... It was honestly members that really stepped up and showed me the way more than anyone else. And now I come in and I feel like I can find things to help with, find things to be productive on just with the help of members alone. Like, yes, again, of course, the staff is there and they do a lot to make the place go. But uh, my favorite part is just coming in and seeing what members are working on and how I can plug in and be productive with members. What do you like to do at Vale Place? Um, well, like I said, I think it's nice to come in and just plug in with what members are working on because it is a member-driven clubhouse and I like just following where the members go. But in terms of what I'm actively working on, I really like uh, 
teaching like the social media work group and helping out with that and getting more members to get Instagram on their phone and post the cool pictures they take. Um, I also really like working on the newsletter because I think that uh, a lot of creativity really shines through there and a lot of people write really amazing stuff for it. Um, but yeah, it's really just following what the members want and that uh, is ultimately my favorite part about it is just seeing what the members want to do and exploring those interests with them. So Theo, do you have a song that you want other people at the place to hear? Thank you so much for asking, Sebastian. I think the people would love to hear Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. No, 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 no. Wham! Make It Big is the album that George and Andy earned the exclamation point. That sounds like an excellent song. Wake me up before you go, go, cause I'm 
It's breakfast time. I'm going to eat a... Wait, one gosh darn moment. CJ, what the heck are you eating for breakfast? Well, uh, I'm eating a bowl of Captain Crunch and a mango with a bottle of classic Coke. CJ, we usually have high cortisol levels in the morning. And cortisol signals the liver to boost the production of glucose, which provides the energy to wake up. Eating a big bowl of sugar with a glass of sugar for breakfast would quickly raise your blood glucose levels to the point that they will quickly overload the insulin secretion in your body. Do you like roller coasters? No way! Well, get ready, because you've eaten more than 100 grams of added sugar for breakfast, and that creates a blood sugar roller coaster. No worry, Dr. Batch. My sister told me all sugar would flush out from my system by drinking five glasses of water, and I already had those. And more. In your face, Dr. Batch. Wait a second. That's a misleading statement. Although hydration is beneficial for your health, it won't bring down your blood glucose levels nor flush sugar out, especially with half of Americans being pre-diabetic or diabetic. They may urinate a large amount of sugar because they drank a lot of water after consuming a high glycemic food. But still, all that sugar, it would eventually damage the kidney's filtering system. And the leftover glucose? Well, all that glucose that the body could not handle is eventually stored as fat. Well then, what do you recommend for the breakfast, Dr. Batch? I recommend a combination of low glycemic proteins and fruits. Could be the best option. Yogurt with no added sugar topped with berries. How about a few eggs fried in some olive oil with sautéed vegetables? And if you need more carbohydrates after that, have a bowl of non-instant whole oats or steel-cut oats with berries, and maybe an unripe banana. Now that could be a good choice. CJ, you simply don't want to create a high glycemic roller coaster in your system throughout the day. Those roller coasters bring anxiety and a mid-morning crash. Mmm, I will miss my Captain Crunch, but I will try something healthier. I guess my classic Coke must go too. Try a cup of black coffee or green tea. But they are diuretic, so you may have to use the bathroom more often. Dude, I just drank five glasses of water. Out my way, I need to go to the bathroom now. Will CJ make it to the bathroom in time? Will Dr. Batch ever not be a pest? Well, he's a healthy pest, but still, yeah. Tune in next month to hear what CJ does wrong again in The Dr. Batch Chronicles. Wait wait a second. Wait, that was supposed to... Okay. Chronicles. Chronicles.
talked about Cupcake. I've talked about Tipper. But now it's time to talk about my cat, Magic. In 2003, I got magic from a friend of the family, Nancy, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. My dad actually came up with the name Black Magic because she was a black cat, but we just called her Magic, and the name really did suit her. There was something magical about this black furred kitten. She was a purr machine and had a loud, squeaky, whiny meow. She always had to put her two cents in when I was talking on the phone. Magic was also my best friend, and we were there for each other even when we were apart. It helped that Magic was so tolerant when I was a kid. I must have done the YMCA with her a hundred times when I was a kid. She didn't mind being picked up, but actually preferred being held in your arms like a baby with her belly up than on the shoulder like a baby. Magic wouldn't cuddle long when you held her. She'd be in your arms for a minute, then try to escape. She got better at cuddling when she was older, though. Magic was with me through it all. Rosemont, Bloomington, Apple Valley for a bit, then back to Bloomington to live with a friend and my very first apartment in St. Paul. My stepdad, Scott, said that he was allergic to cats, so she didn't live in Apple Valley with us for very long. And my stepdad had her in a kennel in the garage when she was there. So I had my friend Andrew have her for a year and a half when I lived with my mom and stepdad and I made sure to visit her at least once a week. Magic was also with Andrew when I was homeless for two months, after I ran away from my stepdad's place because they were moving out of state. So in January 2016, Magic moved in with me to my very first apartment all on my own. Magic also loved to be brushed. She would literally attack my hairbrush or comb and rub against it when I was brushing out my hair after a shower. She would rub against everything and also loved human food. I would share my meat and dairy products with her all the time. Her favorite was the dairy products. She especially loved vanilla ice cream. She would literally pull her hand towards you so she could lick whatever you were having. Like, is that mine? It's mine now. She also knew how to emotionally support me, like Cupcake did. She was always there for me, like, pet me, love me. Even when she was blind the last five years of her life, she would cuddle up to me when I was sad or feeling bad about myself. She was a perfect little baby. No one could ever replace magic. And she will always be my heart, my one love, my heart's duet, magic. Subtleties of normally heaped upon my speech. I struggle for an adjective that hangs beyond my reach. Another day, another time, a weave of elegance. Spinning four straw-like thoughts turn gold extravagance. May via via I falter and trip, and sound intentions lapse. The cause is vague, not fear nor hate. Is love the ground, perhaps? I see a candle behind the pane, side the door for what I strive, and this I know, the gladdest day will break when I arrive, for in the tongue of silver shall I voice my thoughts of two, of one and one, together on, of none but me and you.
Today in our inaugural episode of Meet the Music, we're talking with Kevin from The Renovators. Kevin, could you tell us about your role in The Renovators musically? I am a singer. I don't play any musical instruments. I don't write music. I don't arrange music. I simply show up and sing. I don't think that's simply because you're, you're one of the voices and faces of the group. You're here getting interviewed to represent them, so it's not a it's not a simply. I don't think. I tend to be overly modest. <laughs> um, is this the first CD released for most of the people in your group? Yes, I've done some podcasts, but never with original singing. I didn't know if you had some veterans in there who've released a CD. Oh, before. Alan. Yeah, I'm sure he has CDs out there. He's got a website. You know. Yeah, maybe we'll check that out and get him, Alan, for the next Meet the Music. What is the title of the CD? Volume 1. Volume 1. <laughs> yeah. Renovators yeah. Volume 1. The Renovators Volume 1. Excellent. Simple to the point. Uh, and how many songs are on there? 13. 13. Well, there's 13 tracks. Oh. One of the tracks is spoken. Okay. Danny Tripoli? No, it's um, a speech that Alan gave at the State Fair in 2019, kind of explaining the meaning of Clubhouse and what the renovators mean to the Clubhouse members and, and so on. Cool. That's really cool. I'd like to hear that. Do you, do you, off the top of your head, know what song seven is? I do not. Track seven. Oh. And that's ironic because I have been burning CDs for three days. <laughs> and I'm looking at that playlist constantly, but I've never, you know, I usually just look at number one, number 13. Yeah. Seven is like the middle one, and I can't tell you. Track seven, I always, when I was younger, I always found track seven to be my favorite deep cut from the album. Which song was your favorite to play on, or which song is your favorite to play, and which was your favorite to record? The song that got me into the renovators, like literally they've been after me for a while. They felt I had a strong voice. And so it finally got me to pull the trigger, so to speak, is the song that we're going to offer you up. It's called Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Great song. And I'm the lead singer. I'm a little biased towards it, but it's been largely considered to be one of our best songs. So Excellent. Sang it at the State Fair in 2019, sang it at Tour de Vail, mm -hmm. so on. We kind of retired it, but when we made these songs for the CD, we were in pandemic situation, so we pretty much had to work with what we had. And when that wasn't enough, we created virtually music using Zoom and voice memos on our phone and click tracks and and so on. And through the magic of music software, we were able to turn them into the tracks on the CD. That's excellent. So there's going to be a special edition of the CD that's got me doing one of the songs as opposed to the guy that's on the CD doing the song. Okay. Same song, same arrangement, yep. same backup vocals, except my voice. And that one's going to be for my mom. Okay, that's great. I sang it at the State Fair, and it was, we're going to do a video on it. How many people are in the renovators now? Well, the number's never been solid. Um, we have 
14 or 15 people participating right now, and that's the most we've ever had. Um, mm. Vicky made the joke, oh, my God, you have an orchestra. Because <laughs> we're so big. How kind of it, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Right. Well, the last question was, what song would you like us to hear right now? And I, it sounds like that's going to be Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Right. Yep. One of the songs I'm most proud of. All right. Well, with that, thank you very much, Kevin, for talking to us. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Three, two, one. with you and I don't know if I can do it 
this month's edition of Behind the Veil Uptown. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we'll talk more in the future. And special thanks to our contributors, Sarah S., Jonathan D., John O., Marissa W., Sebastian W., Mark J., CJ, and Theo. Track 7 on the CD is Space Oddity by David Bowie. Pass it on.